how long gone um and a terrible terrible day in manhattan i've been up since 5 a.m kind of traversing this drizzly piss-stained borough jason how are you feeling well i feel like you were always up at 5 a.m right yeah, today felt a little earlier after a, a, a little travel day yesterday. You know what I mean? You're mm. you're feeling a little rough and ready uh, when you when you deplane uh, Delta Airlines. But I did witness something yesterday I've never witnessed before after all my years of flying, Jason. Okay, real okay. Something new, a new experience for me, which at, at my big age is is tough to come by. I saw someone removed from the flight. I've seen that before. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I love your tone of voice. Wait, um, those uh, those sky marshals, the grip is kind of strong. Well, this is what's fun. This is what's funny. It, it so it was like a it was a woman, a older woman. Um, the flight was delayed. I don't know an hour and a half probably because of just like issues at LaGuardia because of weather. And she was irate, and then was like, "I need to talk to the captain." You know, walked up to the front, and the captain's like, "Yeah, what's up, bitch?" And she's kind of like, <laughs> she's kind of like going off, and he's like. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Like, air traffic control isn't going to let us fly, so sit down, basically. And she's like, no, you don't get it, Captain. I really want to fly exactly. instead of sitting in the <laughs> yeah, airport. Exactly. And so, I think we should take off. But what happened that was the most interesting thing to me is I saw all of these Delta employees in red kind of vests circling, you know, and I heard I was waiting. What, what kind of employees are we talking about? Cleaning crew? No, no. Are they like, a little bit more? A little more meat on the bones? More meat on security. Security dad. Not security, but also not like a a mid level employee with responsibilities is the vibe. Okay, and okay. they are circling. They're like in a little huddle meeting, and the the flight attendants are like, oh, oh, hell no! They called the redcoats, and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Do you guys actually call these Delta employees the red coats? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, that's what we call them. That's like the official name. It's just a a, a beautiful coincidence. That's what we call them. I was just like, is it is it World War One? Like, what are we talking about? So, I mean, so I, I, I witnessed it. It was it was obvious. It was kind of anticlimactic. But, of course, there was a guy next to me um, wearing some, like, off-brand streetwear and a couple chains who was able to video the whole thing like he was a 15-year-old. I mean, you um, never know. That could have been 75 quid from Daily Mail right there if she goes irate. That's, that's, no, that's, that's a really good I mean, point. that's right. on the I'm resale sorry. market, that's half of a new hoodie for him that says, ain't nobody fucking with my click spelled with a C-Q-U-E. <laughs> no you're right you're right when i think about the math it makes a lot more sense i'm sorry mm -hmm. i was thinking i was thinking too practically yeah, otherwise but it, was, just it was numbers zeros and ones it doesn't make sense you put a nice put a nice hoodie on that it starts uh, making yeah. a lot more sense no you put it you put a nice hoodie on it everything comes together okay so this this female identifying delay victim was was peacefully delay victim police peacefully asked to leave and she obliged without kicking and screaming and cursing anyone. Yeah, I think I think it was a little bit like, yeah, I think she knew she had fucked up. You know what I mean? A little but bit But what of did that, she do to cross the line and call the redcoats if she was just saying like, hey, can we take off? And the captain's like, nah. I think and then she, she was like, very well, have a good day, sir. I think there was some stuff happening back at her seat that I wasn't witness to. Like her mm. like saying, like, like just like demanding that her bag would fit. And they're like, we can't close this ma'am mm. she's like nah fuck that like i think and i think she was also talking aggressively to other passengers which you know okay she had a bad day she was having a bad day we all had a bad day we're at hartsfield jackson international airport 
It's always mm-hmm. a bad day at Hartsfield Jackson, but I made it back. I like that we were both at Southern Airports yesterday. Yeah, how how does it feel getting back from Houston? You told me you had some you met you met some friends at the airport as well, <laughs> not just TSA. It turns out Beyonce <laughs> has a lot of fans, mm. and a lot many of them are hanging around Houston, her hometown. I was gonna say, I was it gonna was. Say, I mean, like uh, you hear all these stories about everybody, you know, traveling across the world from state to state to go see Taylor and, and Beyonce and all that stuff. And you're like, yeah, it's fine. I believe it. But when you're in a little bit of a smaller town, Houston's like a, you know, mid mid-sized American city, but I'm, I'm not joking when I say half of the people in the airport, <laughs> you know, the entire airport. Yes. The, the, the totality restaurants, TSA walking around the terminals, every bathrooms, massage chairs, okay. Tito's tacos, sure. Uh, cantina, Half the people were wearing Beyonce t-shirts or silver cowboy hats, or they had some sort of tell that they had just exited, you know, a Telfar bag, something, <laughs> the dead giveaway, something like that, uh, a, a gay best friend yeah. who was like really tall and skinny. And it was a, it was a kind of a fun vibe because it was like, um, it felt like a mixer or like a convention. It was like a Beyonce convention yeah. because you know, the Houston airport resembles a convention center. It does. And I, I'm, I, Beyonce fans seem pretty high, high spirited, let's say. So I feel like the, the vibe was up versus, versus like a come down. No, no, no it's different. It was, the vibe was, was chill because like you, you, like if, if it was overrun by Taylor Swift fans, Swifties, they call them, mm-hmm. you know, there's going to be a high pitch squeal sure. happening all over yeah, yeah. from terminal to terminal, you know, screaming and yelling and, you know, God forbid a Taylor song comes on oh, hell no. at the, uh, at the CPK ASAP. Like <laughs> I was in, I was in the Tito's vodka saloon sure, and, sure. <laughs> and literally like a, like a throwback. They, they're playing like throwback music, like the Macarena and alien ant farm and all shit. They played a uh, destiny's child song and not a single person, you know, half the bar was filled with Beyonce fans and nobody, nobody looked up at each other. Nobody danced, nobody screamed. And all I was thinking about was that video of like the fake video where Taylor comes on at some brunch by some stinky ass bitches and they act like, you know, they act like their water just broke because yes um but it was it, everyone was just chilling because they're beyonce fans are a little bit older yeah that's true that's true they they're there to like have fun and turn up and party so they're all hung over they're wearing you know they're wearing their juicy couture sweats they got the of course the big sunglasses on hair tie chilling with no makeup on hair tie chilling with no makeup on some of them not in a wheelchair but not not in a wheelchair you know what i'm saying <laughs> they're having a hard time they were kind of immobile we're at, we're at, is what you're saying the, they're having a hard time the, uh, <laughs> the average age for like the beyonce okay. fan is you know upper 20s lower th- you know like 33 years old or something like that you know yeah, yeah beyonce is sure. like my sure. age but the average taylor swift fan 16 we need to talk about taylor she's had a big weekend because we didn't we we weren't um we we weren't we podcasted before she appeared in the chiefs you know vip box to support her new man travis kelsey damn i can't believe i lived long enough for like people to want to hang out at a kansas city chiefs game where that was like it's it's crazy a cool um awesome thing to do so i she she was there she was wearing the color she was wearing a cursed pair of new balance 550s in the in the chiefs red and white (laughs) um and there's this amazing video she's such a fucking pro it's it's honestly it's it's aspirational there's a video of her where you can when after kelsey scores a touchdown where you can clearly see her mouthing let's fucking go 
and like throwing her hands up in the air, which of course um, has now has now got the Swifties have kind of mobilized. Remember, like a few weeks ago, when I was talking about the wedding, and I was I was talking about how taken aback I was when. Uh, a clearly gay person said, "Let's let's fucking go to me." Yes, and I was yes, like, yes. "You people aren't allowed to talk like that. That's our shit." <laughs> Hold on, are you having a same similar thing for feeling? Taylor Swift? Yeah, yeah, you're no, having- nobody. One 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 five second occurrence on the internet. Nobody can ever say that anymore, especially in earnest. Definitely not in earnest. I mean, the Swifties though have mobilized, and now they are like, you know, they're posting a video. Of, of a chief's practice where Travis, Travis Kelsey like punches his teammate oh, yeah. and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's violent. I'm like, guys, he's a fo- Of course he's violent. He's a football player, but somebody on, we Twitter- found him folks. We found the first <laughs> violent football player. Exactly. Yeah. He's got CTE guys. He's not working with a full deck. So the, so the, but the biggest thing for me, so after watching quarterbacks, the fantastic Netflix show that kind of track Kelsey's in that, you can't quit that show because he's Mahomes like guy, but Mahomes has this, kind of turned up white wife who <laughs> is kind of the center of attention over there in chief's land. Oh, and I, I, I like bet, where this is going. I bet she is on fucking suicide watch. <laughs> oh my God. Taylor Swift came into her house and ate her motherfucking lunch. <laughs> Crazy. She doesn't even have a team. No, it's, it's over. Like she might as well pack it up. She needs to find a new husband. Honestly, like that's, that's how bad it is. Damn. Could you imagine? That's so funny. You think one, one day life is good. <laughs> You're the king of the world. I mean, I guess you're the king of Kansas City. You're you're one of the most in-demand hoes in Kansas City. <laughs> and then who comes a knocking on your door? Yeah. How do you compete with that? Tay Tay, there's nothing you can do. You know, look, throw this, in this, the towel. This relationship with Travis Kelsey is going to last, you know, a month. Mm-hmm. So it's it's. I guess it's okay, but the damage might already be done. Like what that does to the ego when the cameras folk uh, take the focus off of you, even for one Sunday, even for one red zone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad it's it's bad for business and i'm worried about mahomes mental health as well um because he's gonna have to deal with her it's a game week you know what i mean it's gonna be tough yeah he's a he's a tight end right uh travis kelsey's a tight end yes you're imagine you're the quarterback one day <laughs> tight end takes your shit. tight end says look at me i mean <laughs> tight, end, tight end pulls up and says look at me and everyone's like, gladly. Yeah, please, God. I will gladly look at well, you, well, Decatur well, Dan, looking well, motherfucker. Travis Kelsey do be looking like Decatur Dan. He had a, um, he had like a, he had a reality dating show, and now all of his exes are coming out, and they're none of them are white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so you know, so I think that Taylor, everybody's doing, everybody's doing this for the right reason. He's doing it for fame. She's doing it for like a Middle America reset from the Maddie Healy incident, mm-hmm. you know. She said I tried the little rockers, I tried the little the little party guys <laughs> and now I need an athlete that wears, you know, like <laughs> that carries a Goyard dop kit into the locker room, you know. <laughs> that's that's what she needs to kind of reset. It, it, it's because I think she must have something brewing. Maybe it's her concert film going to theaters. And nothing says Middle America more than a Taylor Swift concert in theaters. I mean, she doesn't need to have anything else brewing. Like, there's, there's every, every Lake Crusade in the world is on the burner <laughs> and it's bubbling just fine for her. There's no, no, that's, we're, we're cooking. The reservation, no, stir, no, that's true. You, you want to, I want to res, no res. No, I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that, of course, but I know that she is so calculated and such a monster that there is no way that she doesn't have something kind of 
slated. Yeah. You know, and I, I guess that, I mean, everyone says you sort of, you know, the, the, the pendulum dating where you like, I, you know, I do this and then yeah. next thing you know, you go in, yeah. in the opposite direction and blah, blah. And he, I mean, I guess I, I saw somebody tweeting like, I, I saw a picture or a photo of, of Travis showing up to practice back in the day. And he had like a like a paper plate with aluminum foil on it, and I was like, "That's how I knew he was dating a black girl." But you know, you date enough black girls, and then you end up dating the whitest girl that's ever been born, Taylor Swift. It's just a I don't think he would pendulum be, swings. I don't think he'd he'd be busting down Taylor unless she was extremely famous. Like if she was just a CW actress, I don't even think he would have looked her way. I think everybody knows what the deal is, and I love that. That's what I love I think, about. I, I mean, I've I've never met her obviously, and I don't know anything about her, but she has to have some sort of and you know animal magnetism are you, you know? are you saying are you saying are you saying that taylor swift has gorilla grip is that what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> jason jason uh we do have a guest t- we do have a guest today um friend of the show uh holden jaffe you might know him as del water gap uh he's got a new record coming out um i miss you already and i haven't left yet uh actually damn it comes out friday we're really mm-hmm. timing this we're timing this right he's doing the pod circuit right now He's one of the first How Long Gone guests whose name sounds like a skate spot. I'm excited to chat with him. <laughs> that's, that's true. Let's do it. Let's, uh, let's give him a jingle. Hey, Jason. We all know there are things in life that you have to compromise on. You're eating at restaurants you don't want to eat at all the time to appease myself and others. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to your health, health, there's no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who used your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines their family group chat, their crossword puzzles, just because they're available right now or because they take your slightly sketchy insurance. Instead, check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. And you can search by location, availability, and insurance, so literally no compromises here because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors very close to you and instantly book appointments with them online. Just like when I'm looking for new shoes on my sites, you can filter specifically, see which doctors take your insurance located near you maybe find a doctor that's far away from you for personal reasons you don't want to disclose i use zocdoc and you should too go to zocdoc.com slash how long and download zocdoc for free then find and book a top-rated doctor today that's z-o-c-d-o-c dot com slash how long zocdoc.com slash how long how long gone is brought to you by neutrophil as you know you know hair thinning is quite complicated like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead. Give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair. With considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code How Long, all one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. 
I got Raph on the nut.com <laughs> promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com <laughs> promo code how long. Where are you? I thought, were you in Seattle last night? I was in Seattle last night and I took the cursed Alaska Airlines 1140 p.m. red eye <laughs> to New York City. Uh, so I, how you feeling? <laughs> I, I actually feel surprisingly great. You know, I was in a yellow cab by 8 a.m. Okay. On my way to my, my 98-year-old grandma's apartment. Is that where you live or is that just where you're just going to visit? Oh, no, no, no. So I'm just in New York for the day for 24 hours. Okay, okay, okay. So when I'm in New York City, I stay with my, my 98-year-old grandma. She's got this apartment, you know, on Park Ave that she moved into in 1955. So she's been holding it down. She's been holding it down in the park since it was oh, dude, in the hundreds. She she pays less for a four bedroom on Park Ave than I paid for my apartment in Greenpoint, my two bedroom when I lived <laughs> my, here. Um, you said a four bedroom on Park Avenue? Yeah. Are they bedrooms for for humans or for pets or are you you're talking about full size <laughs> four bedroom? Oh, we're talking about full size. I mean, I mean, she lives by herself. Bless her heart. At ninety eight, lives by herself. Damn, I'd be doing a lot of Nana time right now as well, my friend. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah, knows where it's at, man. No, it's it's a good vibe, and um, I don't know. I I I couldn't really stomach the the rent control handoff. You have to live there for three years, but oh, you do. Oh, I didn't know what the rule was. What's what's the rule? He's like, I've been doing a lot of research lately. Actually, there are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did a lot of research hoops to jump through. You have to be a direct relative. So you have to be child or grandchild. Or niece or nephew. Okay. Mm -hmm. You have to live there for three years, pretty much uninterrupted. So you can't leave for more than like two weeks. How do they? How do they track this? Is there like a Wait, rent control fed? Uh, what about burning? I go to Burning Man every year. Is that <laughs> how is that going to affect it? No, that, that that should be okay. She'll actually go with you if if, 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 if you take my grandma with you. It's so it's funny because like you're you're explaining this whole procedure and I'm listening to it just like as a joke. It's funny. But there's probably a lot of people who listen to this podcast right now who are like diligently taking notes. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. this actually affects me very deeply right now. A lot of people who work in media, mostly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think that there there are plenty of of coastal folks that listen to How Long Gone who probably have a grandma. Yes, yes. Yeah. I like coastal folks. <laughs> on the other, on the Upper East Side or the Upper West Side of New York City, mm -hmm. they go to Zay bars. You know, they they have been known to stroll the halls of the Metropolitan Opera. Sure, sure. I watched sure. only murders in the building. If I <laughs> if I'm explaining your grandma, this is for you. Okay, you have to live there for three years. You have to live there for three years, and the I I actually talked to a lawyer about this because I was really looking into getting this apartment. I really thought that it would be a good thing <laughs> sure, for me to have. Sure. I bet you the fuck were. <laughs> <laughs> so the, la okay. the lawyer told me the lawyer told me does nana know that you were talking to a lawyer about this no <laughs> <laughs> does nana know what a podcast is there's a lot that nana doesn't know there's a lot that goes on nana's like i, I tried to Ooh. listen to zane low but it was paywalled so i didn't bother literally that just happened i did this vogue article and i tried to send it to her and she asked me for my vogue login i was like grandma i don't <laughs> Damn! You imagine Nana asking you for the Vogue Damn, login when grandson's too popping. I got to get a subscription. That's so cool. That's really so, twelve dollars a month. So what? What do you have to do besides live there? Okay. What? What else is it? Because I'm very interested. To okay. Know three this. years. So here's the issue. Here's the issue. This is what this lawyer told me, and I'm not speaking directly to my grandmother's building owner or landlord because we didn't get this far. Sure. But um, apparently, if they know that you're going through the motions of trying to 
inherit the rent control, they will pretty seriously try to catch you, you know, and sort of catch corner yeah. you and, and make sure you don't yeah. get it. Because obviously, you know, if if this apartment loses its rent control, they can charge four or five times what they're charging right now. Easily. Mm-hmm. So apparently they, they, they really do make sure that you're there a lot of the time. And so you're telling me they don't like it. Yeah. When you they pay pennies like to live they in a four bedroom and so, so they, they see they like see it. your little they see your little ass prancing through the hallways and they're like come here and talk to me for a second well you know and I that kind of <laughs> yeah and I stick out in that building I mean you know <laughs> yeah you think <laughs> I mean this is partially your fault Chris but you know I, I I walk I walk out of that out of that apartment you know in in a Tom Brown skirt and the doormen are like <laughs> like bro nah excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> like we we saw you in diapers why are you putting diapers back on what the hell yeah, literally like what do you think you're doing do you have a relationship <laughs> now do you know the doorman since you were like a kid oh yeah i know it's crazy because they saw me grow up but i saw them grow up you know some of these guys i remember when they were 16 18 just starting out there you know and they would play with me as a kid and yeah i you know i grew up in a really rural town in northern connecticut called sharon and there was not much to do there. So I would take the Metro North into New York City when I was, you know, a young team and I was like 14 and 15. And I would go to these bars that would serve kids <laughs> and we would get drunk, you know. I would go to the kids' bars. Yeah, no, the kids' bars. The, the, ki- the kids' bars, you know. New York was a different what, time. It was what a different were these place. kids' bars, by the way? Hold what on. neighborhood are the kids' bars? I mean, in? I'm assuming these have been shut down since then. So I'm hoping I'm not going to get anyone arrested. But there was a place called Amber. And it was some sushi restaurant. And I remember you'd come in and and it was a normal restaurant, but you'd walk in and you'd be 15 mm-hmm. and they'd say, oh, come into the back room and they'd take you into the back room and it would just be a room full of children. You know, it looked like Chuck E. Cheese, but everybody was everybody was drinking Hennessy. It's different. But not even, you know, it was like it was like uh, it was like pineapple martinis. You know, it was like very sure. right. This is something. This is something that only happens in New York. Just to be clear, oh, maybe yeah, maybe yeah. maybe L.A. I mean, remember when the guy? No, it happens in L.A. And I mean, it, it anywhere that there's rich kids with and their parents are at work, this shit goes down. Oh yeah, totally. You know, and it was like it was yeah. I mean, I I fell in. You know, once I grew up in the in the country, but I fell in with this crew of kids that were like at St. Bernard's and Spence and, yeah. and you know in so I I ended up in this in this crew somehow and you know got got sort of my my version of like a a semester abroad experience as a <laughs> as a as a wealthy new york city kid that was not a wealthy new york city kid you know I was you like, were you were gossip girling i was gossip girling you know i was smoking parliaments i was you know doing that whole thing i i all the I cool stuff slipped into this little alternate reality and and quickly dissipated but you know that was my but anyway what i was saying is speaking of the doorman like i really bonded with these guys because you know, I was like 15 and I would come home at like four in the morning, like drunk mm-hmm. and they would, you know, sort of help me sneak back in. You know, they would help me. Oh, like, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. And you didn't even have to. You weren't even old enough to give him a Christmas bonus. So no, I wasn't. Was... But I would tell grandma, you know, because she every year, you know, she she would write down every name and then their bonus next to it, you know? <laughs> and of course, you know, she's 98, so it's like $12. <laughs> and it's a check. You know, she's giving them a check for $12. Yeah, $12 check. And I'd be like, oh, I really like that guy. You know, you should, you know, you should tip mm. Oh, I yeah, see. Yeah. You would point them out, but not give give anything away. No, no, you know? I wouldn't say. That, that's smart. You know, I wouldn't say. Yeah, he... Tony's, Tony had a great Q3. I think we might need to bump him up to 17, 18. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he really performed. I looked I mean, at the sheet. He really he performed. killed it at Thanksgiving. I mean, he was there the first time I tried Four Locos. I will never forget it, man. <laughs> that, that's a big p- p- moment in every man's life. Oh, I will never forget. I drink two Four Locos with my high school crush, and the next thing I remember is just seeing a like a puddle of green in between my feet on the L train. And that was the last thing I remember. And then I woke up in the apartment. So one of them helped me. So one of them did something. I got wow, back these in. guys. These guys might have saved your life, Holden. This is this is like oh, this is a long a long relationship. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, shout out to them. I've yeah. never had I've never had a doorman in New York, and part of the reason is financial. Financial, yeah, financial <laughs> is obviously part of it. <laughs> Podcasting isn't isn't doing that well yet. You know what I mean? It's not the music business. We're trying, um, but the okay, the Webster um, Hall. Okay. <laughs> okay. Webster <laughs> Hall, December second. Tickets still on sale. <laughs> Tickets on sale. Get those where you get That's tickets. Right, baby. Uh, the the um yeah, but I always I, I find the like you have to talk to them when you come home, unless you're a dickhead. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? And I'm so chatty yeah. that I feel like it would really hold me up because I would be building with these guys every right. time I walked in the door. Right. Well, I I hear you, but also. One thing I think that you are specifically talented, Chris. You have a very specific talent of being able to talk to someone, make them feel taken care of, and move on very quickly. Thank you. Without fe- Thank without you. you know seeming like you're exiting the situation. You know the amount of times I've seen you for like thirty seconds at an event, <laughs> but but I'm like, oh, I saw Chris. You know, it wasn't like oh, I, you know, we just had a moment. You're you're good at you're good at. Yeah, we got to get this guy a job at the Carlisle. He sounds perfect. <laughs> I know, I know. Let me, hospitality. Sir, sir, which room are you in? Let me help you with your bag. <laughs> um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be my pleasure. No, I think that that comes with that kind of thing comes with partly sobriety because there's no distractions, and part because I got to be in bed by ten. Totally. So we got to wrap this up, <laughs> kind of thing, you know. And that that's that's so. No matter how many people you got to talk to, you know, you got to wrap it up quick. It's it's presidential style. I, I hear you, and I, I don't know if we've talked about it, but I'm a I'm I'm a sober guy who goes to events. Are you? Oh, I didn't realize I didn't realize you were sober. Actually, I agree with you that I it completely changed the quality of my times out. Yeah. On the scene, you know. Sure, sure. When you're a little bit more in control, and you're a little bit more, I I just find it maybe much more confident. You know. Yeah. No. Totally. Well, did that change? Yeah. Really? The, yeah. Usually, it's the opposite. Oh, yeah. Alcohol is the only thing that makes me confident. <laughs> See, but it's 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 a trap because I thought that was the case until, and I'm I, I would never you know push the bride on anyone, but for me personally, you know, it really, 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 really made me more confident when I stopped drinking at events. I thought that it was giving me courage, you know, to have. Yeah, yeah. Too, but, that's well. That's a common. Did you did it yeah. change the way you approach like performing? Did you need? Oh a my god! Yeah, I mean, I had never played a sober show until after COVID. I got I got sober during the beginning of the pandemic, and yeah, I had never ever ever played a sober show, not a single one. Yes, <laughs> was it not a single? Was one. it nerve wracking yeah. or was it empowering? Like, what was the vibe? And you haven't had a fun time playing live since COVID, have you? <laughs> yeah, you're like this. Yeah, this, this touring stuff's really sucks. Been one bit out the whole time. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. No, I so so my first show back out of COVID was actually at Red Rocks, which was crazy. I never thought I'd play a show again. And I went into COVID. I had a big career reassessment in COVID, as we all did, you know, as many of us did. I was Yeah, we we Jason and I both did. We started a podcast. So we really had a career reassessment. (laughs) Yeah, real reassessment. But yeah, no, I mean I I a a couple months into pandemic, I'd started calling friends and being like, you know, I think it's time for my next move. You know, I music was not happening for me and I had been through a couple really unfortunate 
record deal situation. You mean like the music wasn't coming to you or the it wasn't oh, no, it was, career-wise? It was the business career-wise. I mean, you know, I yeah, I have been at Daughter Gap for for a minute. I started it when I went to college and um I had made a lot of records that I was really proud of, but um yeah. I just wasn't affording me the life that I wanted. You know, I, I was just sure. struggling all the time. Spotify said nah. <laughs> Spotify said nah. They're like nah, dog. But um, <laughs> it's cool, but nah. But yeah, so I was like, you know, tell me my next move. And then, of course, as soon as I started looking elsewhere, the the music career stuff started lifting, as it does. You know. Oh, so you're saying you were gonna you were gonna go you were gonna finally chase your dreams of being a barista type vibe? Dude, or? I, I was I was fully looking into becoming a cpa what cpa yeah dude yeah <laughs> did your grandmother suggest this yeah who suggested no, my parents this? actually my parents sat me down and they had a like a printed brochure and they said <laughs> Wait, they said you know you seem really unhappy you know we, we would pay for you to become a cpa if that's something you'd want to do and i think i was like mentally ill enough at the time <laughs> you know <laughs> I was like, just like you know what, fuck it. I was like, I'm probably the only guy that's ever said fuck it in the same sentence as CPA, but I did, and I said fuck it, I'm going to be a CPA. Wow, that is that is something that again, I think my exposure is clouding my vision, but it's such a, it couldn't be more different than what you're doing. You know what I mean? As far as like, yes, what's required. But when I, when I look at it in retrospect, I was still looking at it through my poetic New York indie boy lens, which was this. Sort of Einsteinian <laughs> fantasy, right? Of I like this. Go on. You you twisted. You twisted. You were like, I'm gonna be the first hot CPA. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure I'm gonna this be out. Super mysterious. I'm gonna sit in the corner. I'm gonna be scheming the whole time. I'm writing my book. They don't know. Okay. But I'm writing my book. You had a full fantasy created. You were ready to rock. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't know it, but you know, I need I was my like, account I can... to be really scheming. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm looking for. It's like I could deliver this to a publicist, and they would slam it out of the park. You know? Yeah, I love, I love, I love the <laughs> yeah, idea of you sitting in like a high rise somewhere in Midtown, wearing full like Saint Laurent at your, little, <laughs> at your computer. With two monitors and all your Excel spreadsheets open, like my dad, I really like this idea. <laughs> yeah. It would have probably, it probably would have affected your overall look, but this totally. is, a, it is a good, it's a good solid. Now, did this chair go in your office or? <laughs> no, okay. Well, then we can't do that one. Exactly. Is that, so you were, how close were you? Like, what are we talking about? Yeah. Did you sign up for class classes? No, I hadn't signed up for class. Where I was at was I had called a few friends and I had been like, yo. I've been really unhappy for a while and it was not a mystery to anyone. I had sure. made some records that I fucking loved. I still love. I mean, this record, Don't Get Dark, I put it out on this cool indie label and, you know, it got to people, more people in retrospect than I realized, but it, it you know, I was working like four jobs. I was catering. I was setting up photo booths, you know, fancy 4,000 a party photo booths and making sure people didn't break them. And I was doing tech support for old ladies. I was yeah. literally Photoshopping for my grandma's friends and setting up their Wi-Fi. And um, <laughs> such a nice boy, you know? Yeah, damn, this is so sick. And then I would, and then I would rent this studio 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. from this guy, Justin Garish, um, who's a great mixer. And he, yeah, so I had the studio overnight. So I'd go in at 6 p.m. and work all night, basically, and sleep during the day and then go to a job. And it was just not good for my mental health. And then amidst that, I was drinking a lot and I had a little bit of a benzo problem, which definitely did not help. And mm. I was watching Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah, it was sure, sure. And worst of all, I was binging Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah, that ben benzos are great, but Dude, Breaking just, Bad, that's tough stuff. It was like Klonopin and Breaking Bad and, you know, and, <laughs> and, and, and like those, you know, those like, 
BBQ wing flavored pretzel pieces, the Snyder's. <laughs> sure, it was that. sure. Like, yes. It was that vibe. So you were living a nice, healthy lifestyle. Yeah. So that was the vibe. And then COVID started and I had this wonderful opportunity to check in with myself and and got got sober. And then this career stuff started happening online. I had one foot out the door. And then one thing after another, uh, my my new manager called me and said, hey, you you have this opportunity to open for someone at Red Rocks. So my first show back after the pandemic was playing for 7,000 people at Red Rocks. And it was my first sober show. And it was the first time I ever cried on stage. And it was a version of maybe something you felt, Chris, where like, you know, being being sober gave me this ability to turn the knob up on some of my emotions. Like I felt emotional in a way again, like moved in a way again that I hadn't in a while. I'm dead yeah, inside. So. And I would agree with you. Yeah, that that is that's that's absolutely yeah. true because you just don't have anywhere to hide. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's, a di- it's a different situation. But I can't. Im- I mean, I'm sure it's overwhelming to do that in front of that many people and it go oh, well. I mean, that's like obviously wild. like yeah. a, an insane adrenaline kind of. What what exactly made you cry when you were playing at Red Rocks? Just overwhelmed in general? Or was there like a specific moment or a song that made you made you crack? That's a good question. I'm, it was a combination of things. I think the overwhelming feeling was just that I had literally decided that I was never going to play a show again. I was done playing music and I was okay with it and I had accepted it. Mm-hmm. It was like it was like seeing a loved one come back from the dead. It was a version of that for me. You know, music had been my whole life. It had been the only thing that I really cared about, you know, it, even to a detriment. Mm. I mean, I really sacrificed friendships and romantic relationships to 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 become a great artist and to become a great writer and to become a great producer. And I had really come to terms with the fact of kissing that part of my identity, my life goodbye. And I think standing on stage at that particular venue which i don't know if you guys have been there but it's you know it's like a cathedral it's one of the most i'm, I'm really upset i've never been there and i'm gonna make the pilgrimage at some point oh you'll it's go. just you'll go it's just yeah. it really is in the middle of nowhere you know so you really gotta want it yeah it's wild and and it was also it was i think it was their first show back since the pandemic so it was it, there was this collective grief and this collective mm-hmm. euphoria of just yeah. everyone it was probably the first time that most of those people had been in a group of that many people in two years so yeah it's really yeah. palpable yeah, you know like security sense. guards were crying it was really it was really emotional it was a really an emotional everyone night. at live yeah. nation was crying it was a beautiful <laughs> yeah yeah amazing you know, thing <laughs> if live if live nation's crying then something's, uh, you really killed it you really who, killed who it. are you opening for at that show i was opening for mount joy oh yeah Damn, they they headline Red Rocks. Yeah, baby, they're big. They're you big. Said Mount Mount Joy. Mount Joy. Yeah, they're yeah. they're sneaky, really big, and some of the nicest people I've played shows with, and really wonderful. I've learned about so many sneaky big bands. Dude, and it's we such are in an, an interesting... era of sneaky big artists. It's it's you know? it's We're crazy. This, yeah, it's. I mean, I think it's just like the way streaming works, and the way that you can like yeah just find your people, or they find you, and you just kind of stay in your corner and build it. But like totally. every time, like when I talk to Dylan, every time Rebounders going on a tour, I'm always like, "Who?" And then I go look at it, and I'm like, "What the fuck? How? Who yeah. is this? Why do they have so many streams? Like, who is this?" Dude, I mean, it's wild. Yeah, yeah, we're we're truly in an era of 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 niche. You know, these niche cultures really really dominating. Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, you for hear me. about like yeah. what, what's that band like? Cigarettes after sex? Oh, they're, they're like, huge. Oh, yeah. in, oh my in god, Colombia, we do a hundred thousand. Who told us that? Jason? <laughs> Somebody told us that like in a country that I haven't even thought about, cigarettes after sex does like fifty thousand tickets for real. And we were both like, what? <laughs> it's absurd. What? Yeah, like I've never even thought about that band, but it's it's amazing. I mean, I feel like it allows for more people. Oh yeah, to have careers, which is a completely. Positive, I think you know? I think it's a really good thing. Yeah. What did you read? Um, 
Did you did you read about? Chris just sent me a, a link to it, but Live Nation just announced that they're going to stop taking a cut of merch sales and then start giving travel budgets to to their touring artists that they booked. That's crazy. I did not know that. That's at certain venues, but surprising. To be fair, I did see. I did see this. It's a it's some weird sort of partnership with Willie Nelson, which I don't fully understand, <laughs> like how that plays in. But yeah, it is. No, just some fine off. print, maybe. Yeah, there's yeah. some fine print there. Yeah, Willie's Willie doesn't a, even know what merch is. No, <laughs> Willie's getting a kickback on this somehow. But yeah, our merch just goes straight to Willie. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, wait a second. I, Gladly, I think that the thing is the, the interesting thing is that their uh, stock price had dipped on Monday, and they announced mm. this on Tuesday. I don't think that is. I don't think you could get this plan together that quickly, but they must yeah. have known something was happening, you know, because the, the uprising, well, people had been, I mean, you know, there's been a lot of, of chat, yeah. I mean, at least on a pretty small level. Like, I don't know if, if Live Nation's like dialed in with Tom Berlin, but like, right. you know, people like making a stink about it. And it oh, is, yeah. I mean, it's unfair. It's weird. It's weird. It, it's, it's weird. And it's always been weird. And people have always known that it's been weird. And for some reason it has only become, I guess, public knowledge in the last, six months to a year i feel like people are talking about it more yeah no but. you're talking yeah you're right no it's but this nobody really cared about it i guess they yeah. knew it existed but it's like yeah these millionaires don't you know make a little less money who the fuck cares yeah, but now yeah. it's kind of interesting i guess no i mean and seeing it firsthand it's 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 pretty shocking how you know old-fashioned it feels you know to be opening for an artist on a tour you're losing money every night you're selling four hundred dollars in merch, and you're writing a check for twenty percent of that four hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, this is like the same. Yeah, the the math don't work out, bro. Yeah, but the exposure is amazing. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> great exposure. The best way to learn a language: immersion, living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language. The second best way. And that's with Babbel. One in five Americans uh, have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Chris and I are going to the country of Georgia in a month or so, and they have a very unique language. And I will be using Babbel to try and just get a little bit of action so I can know how to order my, uh, cold, my cold brew lattes and things like that in a way uh, that's actually science-based don't spend hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Use Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons. They're handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new lingo in as little as three weeks. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash how long. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash how long, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash how long rules and restrictions may apply Babel. i was just talking to my manager about this you know the fact that this industry continues to be built on the backs of people that are willing to work for free or to pay to work basically for the promise of a, of a seat at the table you know and i say this as someone who did this who did this for years and i still do versions of this it's you know it's just a funny part of the yeah. entertainment world. unfortunately yeah. i kind of like it <laughs> because it makes it <laughs> it makes it it just makes the barrier of entry a little higher. I and agree. I think the, bar I agree. the barrier of entry is so low in most things in our world today. You know, like even even with the streaming thing, like I could, Jason could record me singing a song right now. We could have it on Spotify tomorrow. Like that shouldn't be that easy. It just shouldn't, <laughs> like, like it shouldn't be that easy. Like the world doesn't need that. But that's where we're at. And it's this democratic approach, which I think has like 
obviously lots of positives, but I think it has equally an equal amount of negatives when you really look at I it. I think you're yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. People say the yeah, door yeah. swings both ways, but the, the gate swings both ways too, I the guess. Gate, yeah, the <laughs> gate the gate swings both ways. No, it really does. It really no, you're does. right. You're right. <clears throat> it really There's does. truly no barrier to entry. Yeah, I because I went to recording school. I learned how to you know, I learned how to make a record on a, you know, $200,000 Neve mixing console. Sure, sure. And they, course. you know, and they told us, you know, you really need this to make a record. And then you don't need this to make a record. Yeah, but know? this this reminds me of this reminds me of all my friends who are photographers that were like assistants and like really know how to do it and can light the whole room and do the whole thing versus the guy that like got popping from Instagram and shows up with a camera. Like totally. you don't definitely totally. don't need it. Like we had we had Glaive on the podcast. <clears throat> and he was oh, sick. he was great but he was like i don't know man i started making music during covid <laughs> like it's just <laughs> like it's like he literally just uses a computer that he had that he probably played video games on it's like i'm yeah. impressed by that and it's cool yeah. and it's very modern he, he wouldn't he wouldn't want to go to a studio even yeah. if it was free and offered to him he's yeah, like he's why, like, why am i, I going to do that yeah, he's like why would i do that i need my laptop and a little focus right box that i got on amazon for 200 bucks yeah and i sit on my couch and do whatever I want. I don't have to like go to a gate buzzer in Sherman yeah. Oaks and some <laughs> exactly, random guy exactly, ask me if exactly. I want water. Yeah, exactly. well, no, I, yeah. Hey, is anybody making a run to Canes? Because like I'm pretty hungry. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, the, is the but you those skills come in handy. Oh yeah, for sure. No, and I I think I was more making a comment on you know barrier to entry, but but yeah. I, there's obviously no one way to get into this art form and. I, I am constantly really grateful that I had that background. I actually had a great experience at that school. And um, you didn't go to full sale, did you? No, no, I went to. <laughs> <laughs> I went it's like, to... damn, bro, you got scammed. <laughs> no, dude, I I got scammed by uh, by NYU. Okay, that, by okay, that, no, no, I knew you went to NYU. I knew you went to NYU. I didn't. Yeah, know no, I was... went to Clive Davis, which is actually where I met Chenfeld. You know, he was there for a full two and a half weeks. Should you finish? <laughs> did you finish NYU? Yeah, I finished. I finished. Damn, you really are a good boy, Holden. You really are. I'm a good boy. Yeah, no, I finished and I took all that expensive education and run, went right into doing Photoshop for old ladies. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. You really, you turned it around. You, no, you really it, put it, you really put it to use. The thing that it gave me was perspective, really. I think to the point of all this is just realizing that there is no one way to do it. I'm so happy I have that yeah. background. I made most of my records, you know, 75% to the 75% point by myself. And I was able to do that before yeah. I would involve other people, which I'm really grateful for. And I think, I think that's allowed me to, to build a really, uh, personal feeling around my music you know that feels like a real extension of me um, for sure i mean well I think and it's I, also allowed me to you know reap, reap the benefits of working with with other people now you know i've been able to start really working with with producers from the ground up more recently and it's i'm, I'm realizing the because the it's more but is it like more collaborative because you like actually know what they're talking about <laughs> and vice totally. versa you well, know no, I mean? and it, it's just it's just having the um Having the slack, I think, is really helpful. Like, like I did this record with this guy, Sammy, and I really struggled early on with Sammy because he was the guy at the computer and he was the guy playing a lot of the instruments. Yeah. And I was doing a lot of the writing. And that was really disturbing for me because the way that I knew how to make Del Water Gap and make my songs was to make all of it by myself. Yeah. And so I almost felt like I was making writing songs for a different artist. And, and he was really sensitive to it. And he basically said, fine, like, take the record. He gave me a hard drive. And he said, go home for two weeks and work on it and come back. 
And I got about 48 hours into working in on it alone. <laughs> Come all set. I came crawling back and I was like, I'm good, dude. I don't want to be alone. You're like, bro, <laughs> honestly, I'm not as good as bass as I thought I was. So if you don't yeah, mind, no, just, if you don't babe, mind, I fucked up. Yeah, babe, I fucked I'm up. So I'm so stupid. Yeah, but but like the point is like knowing that I could approach it was enough yeah that's you know yeah that's honestly that can be enough yeah knowing that you can do it is yeah. is half the battle sometimes that's yeah. really that's really funny it's like it's like, like parenthood, yeah, I, I you know? that out. it's like it's like parenthood you know you see parents like tricking their kids into thinking they have the element of choice hey like we could do this or we could do this and the kid there's really jason, no choice but you know. jason does that to me actually it's funny you say that. <laughs> i do that a lot yeah so I'm, I'm used to that he does that in his personal life as well so we're what's all an example what's an example maybe i'm gonna be a great parent <laughs> no he no he doesn't do that jason's a no jason's a great co-host and friend he would never do something like that well i don't i don't necessarily think that's a bad thing i think it could be a great I, I i consider it to be a teachable moment where it's like i'm show i'm leading you to the water I'm, I can't force you to drink, but I could force you to learn a lesson and, you know, have a little totally. little aha moment, I guess, maybe. Well, I, totally. I mean, giving somebody a choice, but, you know, kind of knowing what the answer is going to be is what you're... That's called propaganda? That's called propaganda, yeah. If you give if you give two options and one's clearly the good one and one's the bad one, then, you know, that, that's, that's, that's a different equation. I it think. works on five-year-olds and Chris Black, so why should I stop, you know? That's true. Yeah, I mean, why not? No, no, if it's working, if it's working, it's working. Um, <laughs> did you, so this, this record, this shit comes out on Friday. This shit comes out soon. So you're in full, I've been seeing your ass everywhere. You're in full time <laughs> mode. Yeah. You, you, you did the Zane low, you did the Zane low podcast, whatever Apple thingy. I tried to listen to it, but it was yeah. behind a paywall. So could you tell us all the stuff that you guys talked about? please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This podcast is free. Actually, Zane, Zane's a listener of this show. He's a friend. Zane's so he the mind. homie. Zane's the homie. But yeah, I mean, did he get, did he do the Zane low get deep with you? Yeah, I mean, I you know, I've I've met him in passing over the years and I've always been really struck by his presence. He's clearly a very sing he's a singular guy, you know. His He's an enthralling yeah. chap, isn't he? He's Mate. he's a, he's he's one of my favorite interviewers and I I spent a lot of the last few years watching his interviews with musicians I really admire. So, having the opportunity to talk to him was definitely a big you know, top five bucket list moment for me personally. Did you go to, did you go to the Apple? Did you go to like the LA or did you do it online? No, I just, I did it on, I did it on FaceTime. I was hoping I was going to see one of those pictures of him and one of his <laughs> outfits and you, you know, you guys standing together like him and Pharrell. You guys are having a <laughs> necklace off. Who has a cooler <laughs> necklace on? Yes. I love that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it was, it, you know, it was, it was in a way a bit anticlimactic for that reason as a lot of, a lot of, career moments end up feeling because you know i was just sort of sitting in in an office in my house and then i got a facetime and it was zane low you know and it was it <laughs> yeah it's just yeah. it's just funny that sometimes that's how it goes it's like oh zane low's facetiming me and then um and then it's over 30 minutes later you're he, done he, he asks really good questions and he's very interested in process in a way that a lot of interviewers are not like he really we talked a lot about ethan gruska who is one of the most mm. gifted musicians in the entire world, I believe, you know, at least in the pop world, you know, pop indie. How how would uh, how would people listening at home who aren't familiar with his work know know him from? But he's a Phoebe Bridgers guy, right? So yeah, and I I believe that he he really uh, came into his own as a producer when he was started producing with Phoebe. So he and Tony Berg and a few you know Harrison and Marshall and I think that mm. whole squad makes music with Phoebe and they made the first Phoebe album and have have worked on her music since. And I found him through through those circles and i actually just dm'd him when i was starting to make my album and i said you know i'd love to work together and 
um it was he another said, it was actually another he said what's the what's the budget bro what's the budget let me know <laughs> what's the budget yeah, you're not allow. even you know and that's i think that is you know music aside that's one of the things that i loved about working with <laughs> ethan so much is he's like the least la industry guy you know and i i always knew he was a good guy but you just you never know when when someone is as good and as well respected as as he is you know you always that's how of... we all feel about jack antonov right <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but i think that you in just the, never know in the in the scheme of things with guys like this like if you're really going to do it with them you're gonna you're gonna have to spend a lot of time together oh totally i mean and that's it's yeah. a lot it's a and big that's, commitment that's what you realize with anything yeah with with production and with record production in particular that's in a lot of ways more important than the actual music making it's just does someone allow you to feel calm and open and confident and can they get out of the way enough for you to do your thing but can they contribute no totally i mean we talked to we've talked to so many of those guys yeah. on the show and in, in in life yeah and they all have like a certain personality you know that's kind of like yeah there's obviously quirks and different things but like overall there is kind of like a a fairly genuine like warmth i think that allows people mm -hmm. to like open up and do their thing which is is what the gift is it's like you don't have to be the best guitar player you know? no i mean there's a real mystical quality to to you know a lot of these guys you know some of the ones maybe girls anyone you, you people that that we're alluding to and, and are you are do you live in la now yeah i live in oh you do park. oh yeah, well, sort of begrudgingly park. yeah Damn, sort of begrudgingly, what happened I, yeah <laughs> well so I, I i left my apartment during covid in greenpoint and I'd sign my record deal. So I was going to work on my album out in LA and I was bouncing around, you know, doing sublets and Ubering for three months. And mm -hmm. eventually I bought a car sort of by accident and then I owned a car. So I said, I guess I live in LA. Um, and then I got a real apartment and then I toured for basically three years. So I, I have this apartment that is basically a storage locker and I've spent maybe four weeks in collectively and, I, I spend as much time in New York. I'm here all the time just for work and how's family. The how's the car doing though? What kind of Kia did we get? It's a it's a it's a poor man's Tesla. Uh, so it's a it's a Mazda. What is that? A Prius? It's a gray Mazda CX-5. I didn't know those CX-5. Those are electric. No, it's it's not electric. I call it a poor man's Tesla because if you squint, it looks like a Tesla. Oh, okay. It's just in body <laughs> style. It's giving Tesla in in body shape. It's a Tesla. Okay. Maybe a poor man's Lexus, you know, but <laughs> it's a great car. It's a it's a it's a Canal Street Tesla. Yeah, exactly. No, I I, I tear it up. You know, I tear it up on the hills in Echo Park. <laughs> you're jump you're jumping it on that hill in Echo Park every Friday night. <laughs> Have you seen that video? That great video. Of course. One of the one of the best yeah. one of the best videos, honestly. I mean, a, fr a friend of mine lives on Baxter Street, like on that block there. So I we I've we've all know known somebody who lives on Baxter Street. If you know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying, but. <laughs> Uh -huh. Jason's like, oh, I've been I've driven home late night from back. Ever get Street. some? Don't even get get, me ever get some hill dick? Oh baby, <laughs> <laughs> it's different. No, but <laughs> that's different in Echo yeah, Park. Yeah, no, I'm 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 trying to make my way back east. LA's been great for work, but it feels you're a Park Avenue girl through and through. At the end of the day, right? Yeah, you're a Park Ave you're a Park Avenue shorty, and that's just what you got to yeah, be. I'm a Park Avenue shorty. You don't need to be meddling over in Highland Park. What are you going to do? Go to home state? <laughs> yeah, it's, literally. I go to Black Cat, which is basically New York. No, and it's funny because I was thinking about moving back to New York. I was really pondering it and starting to talk to people about it. And I was out walking on the Upper West Side. I don't know what I was doing. And I run into none other than Eli Zabar on the street. The man himself. As I live and breathe, Eli I... Zabar. And I stop him. You think that's a sign from no, God? That's a sign from God. I literally stopped him. And I was like, dude, like I'm such a big fan. And he was such a sweetie. He wouldn't take a photo with me. 
But really? It's so cool to stop a guy on the street and be like, I'm such a fan of your deli. I'm, I'm a big so fan cool. of your work with cheeses. What you've done with cheeses is amazing. <laughs> Um, I mean, just the whole catalog. The whole catalog. Would, would you sign my tote bag? I wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. What would you have him sign? You know, I feel like it would have to be like a big. How old is How old is he? He must be. I don't. I mean, he, I feel like he's a listener, so I don't want to. I don't want to insult him. He's <laughs> he's probably probably in his eighties, I think, or late seventies. Okay. But his. But he fit, was with. Oh my him. God, his fit. He was wearing these like baggy, like thigh length khaki shorts but they were almost capris yeah mm, um, okay. <laughs> you know a brooks brothers button down and white crocs with gibbets on them and the the gibbets, oh hell no the gibbets were a glass of red wine and a baguette <sighs> damn he, he so this is kind of a mario batali fit yeah kind yeah it is yeah. actually oh but my the God. crocs were white no and this is what i noticed first i noticed his fit first it's like who is this guy and he's got these really striking eyes and then i like i, I connected the dots and then, yeah i want to um, know how you were able because i mean i know who that is but i don't i wouldn't be able to pick him out in a lineup i don't know if he's or uh, chris could you recognize him just from appearance? oh no no definitely not <laughs> No, def definitely not. I want I want to make sure it's very clear that Holden's a freak for knowing who Eli okay, Zamar yeah, was. We just want to make that clear that you are a freak for knowing who that was. But that's cool to stop your favorite deli owner and tell him that you love his work. I I, res I like it. I, I, I mean, respect imagine it. if I was at the airport and I ran into Dean or DeLuca, I would shit myself. <laughs> I'd lose my mind. Right, because because you know when 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 you spend time in LA and New York and you, you, there's a real there's a real sort of unspoken, you know, you don't you don't bother. A celebrity right even yeah. if you're a big fan you yes, really yes. don't even mm -hmm. if it, you know it's it's one thing if someone introduces you maybe you say hey i love your work but you know i personally yeah. really try not to go up to people in the middle of their life and say something but this was one of those situations where i was like i get one or two a year and eli zabar was one of them I'm <laughs> that's like, that honestly you know? i like it I, I i had one recently i told jason about with uh chris robinson from the black crows oh sick i couldn't yeah. i couldn't help myself because he looks so insane and it yeah, was just like you know what i'm sure i'm I can't sure, I'm sure he it. appreciates it you know and i think i think eli appreciated it too i think there's a certain yeah for sure yeah, you hit him hit him with a hey big fan love what you do keep it moving Take it easy have a great one keep it yeah. moving done and done i my, my other one this year was zach wild from pantera <laughs> <laughs> where did you see him at like uh, a festival zach wild who has like the the les paul that has the bullseye artwork on it exactly and uh, zach wild is spelled um non-traditionally correct i yeah. think it's yes. w i w no, no, y l e d no, it's w y l e d yes for sure yeah so i sure. was next to him on a flight and he had a pantera jacket and he's lost a bunch of weight so i was like i feel like that zach wild <laughs> oh, oh, really know. quick zach is spelled z-a-k-k -K. K -K, oh wow wow <laughs> so I, I i i made the mistake i made the mistake of asking him are you in pantera I knew that it was Zach Wilde, but I was feeling shy, so I didn't just say, "Hey, I love you," whatever. I sure, said, sure, sure. "Are you in Pantera?" And he sort of grunted at me. You know, he looked at me and sort of grunted. <sighs> to be a fly on the wall, because I've I've hung out with you and I've met you, I've I've seen Zach Wilde. He looks like <laughs> the Undertaker. He's a giant buff, yeah, yeah, bearded, gnarly ass man. Okay, so he's much slimmer now, which is why I didn't recognize him. He's really skinny. So Zach Wilde is snatched. Yeah, he's really skinny now, <laughs> and and huh. I mean, he looks great. You know, but he wasn't where I remembered because my first concert ever, actually, I was 12 years old. I saw Rob Zombie and Ozzy Osbourne at MSG. Zach Wilde was playing guitar. So that was Zach Wilde in my head. It was this like, oh, because he famously played guitar for, yes. for Ozzy? I think and Rob Zombie. Yeah, I think, but famously for Ozzy. Yeah, I think he, 
you know. He, okay. So yeah, I, I and I said, wait, are you Zach Wild? And he said, yeah, buddy. <laughs> so then I was like, all right, <laughs> we're good. And then we were at baggage claim together, and we were both flying to do a festival. And so I had my guitar. Oh, here and we go. I was like, I have to get Zach Wild to sign my guitar. <laughs> I have to like this will only bring the value of this guitar up, right? <laughs> sure. You said this this Epiphone hollow body. Zach's like that's what everyone thinks, but they're wrong. <laughs> we need to get we need to get the money up on this Epiphone hollow body. Let's see what Zach can do. So he was there waiting for his bag, and I was running around trying to see if anyone had a sharpie. And I I it was one of these moments where I just like it just didn't happen. The sharpie did not appear. I said, you know, it's just not meant to be. So Zach Wilde did not sign my my guitar, but I got to say hi to him, which was really cool. That'd be really funny if you had a Zach Wilde signed guitar. That's yeah, really funny. Really, like a big flex, right? I, f- I feel like if you ask him to sign a guitar, he like has to say yes. It's like part of the contract as yeah, a shredder. He, totally. Like he, he can't to. he can't say no. He took no. the Axman's oath is <laughs> exactly. what happens. Actually, exactly. I, I Googled Zach Wilde and I visited. There's an, uh, an article on muscleandfitness.com, uh, fine magazine, but it... it <laughs> It talks about his weight loss journey. There you go. I, I wasn't wrong. Yeah. He stopped eating sugar, dairy, potatoes, and bread and lost like 30 pounds in, in three months. Yeah. Every After every show, he hits a Denny's and he orders a 12 egg omelet. Oh, he's a no, no cheese, no anything. Just a, just a dozen eggs scrambled and then goes to bed. That sounds okay. Great. See, this, th- this is the information I wish I had. You <laughs> yeah. Know? This- if I had gone to that interaction saying, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Denny's. Can you sign my guitar? I love eggs. Too. I love yeah. eggs. Zach, Zach, from one egg lover to another. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro, you love eggs. I love eggs. Like, let's talk. You know what I mean? We have some stuff to discuss. Now. Let's form an unlikely bond, Zach Wild. <laughs> exactly. That's a that's pretty good though. I don't know if I would. I think I would. I've only really freaked out about Elton John. Wow, you met Elton John. Yeah, years and years ago, because my first boss was like pretty good friends with him, so it was in a more friendly, like normal setting, right. which is even kind of more weird. You know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah. did you have to kiss or anything? I didn't have to, but I think it would have been accepted. You know what I mean? If right, it was on the table. You worked in music, right? Were you a, were you a manager? Yeah, I was. You a worked manager. in music, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. But I, that's not why. That's not why I met Elton John. Actually, this was from working at a retail store, a clothing store in Atlanta, no because he, Elton lives in Atlanta. So okay, I didn't that, know that. he's like around kind of, um, but yeah, he always liked, he always liked for meals to be, you know, there's a couple 21 year olds around. That's not no harm, no yeah. foul. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And at one point I was a 21 year old. So that was great. <laughs> Hired gun. He's the coolest. I mean, he's like one of the, I've, I've seen him a few times and it's pretty crazy because it, it really is some like America's songbook type shit where it's just like every single song. And it's also, he's one of those guys that I love because even the biggest like republican anti-gay marriage they just can't help but love elton they just he gets a pass right. from everyone right. Right. Like, he just gets a, a pass from everyone yeah he's yeah. been grandfathered in he really has he's been <laughs> grandfathered in it's amazing it's like it's it's great to see it i'm glad that happened to him of all people the last time i i hung out with you was at that ysl party uh yeah. whatever a few months ago yeah and i remember they had one of those like weird celebrity star-studded dinners in the back with like right. white lotus people and all everything totally. how often do you get invited to those weirdo celeb dinners like that well i i've been to quite a quite a few of the the saint laurent dinners but the thing that i have you know after two or three of these things the things that i've started to realize that at first hurt my feelings and since then has become just kind of funny and of course you know is <laughs> is that you know i 
This, Sex is implied. <laughs> let, let me preface this by saying, let me preface this by saying, I have only had great experiences with Saint Laurent and Same. any of the people in fashion I've worked with. You look great. Amazing. You look great. You look great in those fucking clothes because you know I can't. Jason, Jason, I, I can't squeeze. Clothing. Jason, I can't <laughs> squeeze into that shit. You know what I mean? I need so. more than the YSL. I need a N, a Q, a R, and a P. <laughs> well, the whole alphabet to get my leg in. <laughs> well, well, to your credit, Jason, I think you were the tallest person at the YSL party, which. Says a lot, you know. There so. you go. That's something. I guess so. Jason. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, yeah. something. That's Suck something. my dick, James Blake. <laughs> <laughs> you big, but you ain't that big. I actually had an amazing conversation with James Blake that night that I I have to fill you in on because I, I I think you would get a kick out of it. I I was I we started talking to each other and we started talking about food and he was asking me what what kind of food I like and I was like you know I really love Indian food. I have this ritual whenever I come off tour I get Indian food. It's sort of my go-to comfort food and he was telling me. There's no real good Indian food in LA, so he cooks a lot of Indian food. Mm. He proceeded to to talk me through his his curry recipe, and he let me see if I can find it. He hand he took my phone, he took my phone out of my hand, and he wrote James Blake curry, and then writes this sort of vague curry recipe. He goes, hold on, hold on, guys. Holden just showed us his phone and it says James Blake curry and then it's just a list yes. of the ingredients and way to prepare. But there, there's no measurements really. It's just kind of like he's like. Human. I mean, we're at the Saint Laurent party. He's not going to be giving me measurements, so he just says course, cumin, <laughs> mustard. He goes heat up the oil, low to medium. Test the cumin seed fizz. Mm -hmm. Stick in garlic and ginger chopped. So and then the best thing is he goes deeper taste, longer onion. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Because the longer that you cook the onion, the deeper the taste. It was Damn, very James, James is in his head, bro. He, this is a heady cat. The deeper the taste, the longer the onion. <laughs> <laughs> so I have yet to make James Blake curry, but I, it was a really wonderful uh, you know, way to connect with one of my musical heroes. I've got a real... I'm starving. I've got a real craving for some James Blake curry right now. I love some. Yeah, that does sound that does sound delicious, especially on a nice rainy, chilly yeah, day yeah. in New York. What's better than a, a James Blake curry? That's curry with some trap hats, you know? That's curry with trap hats and like a Travis Scott verse, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I always forget I always forget that he did all that. I mean, stuff. he's It's weird. Like dude, I I mean, he's I don't yeah, think about He's that. a monster. It's just yeah, he's he is truly one of the I forgot. I totally forgot about that. I think I only race. think of the yeah. the kind of like original original stuff like the pitchfork yeah kind of yeah to era. me i mean i we make fun of james blake yeah. a lot on this podcast just because we're assholes but his first album <laughs> his first album and Classic. a lot of his early work is it's so good i mean yeah and i i i was never really a mass i was respected him but i wasn't really a fan until i went he did this series of solo shows solo piano and he played at the ace hotel mm-hmm and I stumbled into it. Someone gave me a ticket and I went and it was just him and a grand piano and a drum machine. And it was one of the most moving performances I've ever seen. Mm. In his, I mean, when somebody his, can his do control. shit like that, I'm impressed. Like yeah. anytime anybody right. can be up there basically with like nothing and fill the room yeah. like that, like you got to give props. Yeah. Speaking of, how long gone live coming to your city soon? <laughs> just two guys on a mic. We don't even have a piano. Kind of makes you think, doesn't it? I don't know how to use an NPC, so we're going to be kind of freewheeling. <laughs> so it's going to be, yeah, it reminds me of well, the... You could classic learn. Can learn. Kanye West performance with Pusha T on the VMAs where he's just in the pink yeah. the pink suit playing the MPC alone on doing, the stage. Doing Runaway? Yeah, Runaway. One of the only good song. <laughs> one of the greatest songs of all time. You know, I was actually realizing that, I mean, you guys are doing a version of the tour that I did on my last headline run, which is super cool because you're doing Webster Hall, 
Webster Hall in El Rey. And I was seeing that and I was having this sort of PTSD slash nostalgia feeling of like, oh, that's <laughs> yeah, sure. That's a, good. The, the Webster Hall to El Rey bounce is a good one. Pipeline. I mean, no, we're 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 excited. It's a little it's a little but when you don't have to pay any other musicians. It's really <laughs> oh awesome. God, too. Dude. <laughs> I mean, how is how is touring for you guys? I'm super curious. What is that? What is that like? Any any money that we save by not having any musicians, <laughs> equipment, tour buses, vans, blah blah blah, we make up for it in flying first class and staying at the Four Seasons. So it's it's still a wash. Yeah, we're we're losing as much money as you. It's just a different way. It's just a different approach. But we we look good doing it, and we get eight hours of sleep. Yeah, because see, I'm I'm we're like seven people in a holiday van, and you're two people at the Four Seasons. So. It does kind of equal out though. It really does. I mean, I, I yeah. don't know if um, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I just think that touring for us, it's it's fun, and I think it really is like a uh, and I hate to use this word, but it's like a weird community thing because it I, I just mm-hmm. so appreciate taking we like non digital communities. Yeah, I like taking something offline Dude. because of I just think it's important, and I think that like a podcast is such a weird parasocial thing that people have this like phone mm-hmm. relationship with. So if we can take that and make it like a reality and people get to meet each other and have fun, that's that's kind of what it's all about. You don't have to use Slack. Totally. To do yeah, exactly. yeah, we don't have to have a Discord meetup. You know, it's just right. Like and, and, and that goes both ways because your fans and your community are able to humanize you. Totally. And then you're able to be inspired by the fact that there are real people yeah. that are in a room and the energy is moving and they're there and they're listening to you. And I'm sure, it, I'm sure it makes you come back to doing these tapings much more inspired. No, totally. It's fun. And also, I mean, it's also when you, when you kind of think your fan is one thing and then you see them and you're like, you're not as fat as I thought you were going to totally. be. That's what Chris thinks. <laughs> exactly. But really exactly. touring, oh, our, our live shows really are just a means for me to get DJ sets. Cause that's where I make my real money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Cause I don't split that money at all. And you know you're just getting paid thousands of dollars to Yo. get fucked up. I don't even take twenty percent. I don't even take twenty percent for for. I let him hang out in the booth, and I think that's enough for. I him. do get and to be can... a booth bunny. I do get. To okay, be a dude, because I'm 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 new to this whole DJ thing. I started DJing the last six months. <laughs> okay. And it's yeah, I am by no means a professional, and I have a lot of reverence for those of those of you who are you included Jason but it, it's like something that in a lot of ways as a, as a touring musician who tours with seven people I'm like oh this is a really this is like a really this is a good situation in a lot of ways right these are I enjoy these profit margins more so is what you're saying yeah if we're talking pure 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 profit <laughs> yes, margins yes it's it's a good situation you know you see these guys like you get a laptop take a private jet to the festival get a couple million dollars Take the private jet back. The songs have already been played and recorded. Yeah, it's, there's no cool. there's no Clive <laughs> Davis NYU music school necessary for this. This is kind of straight ahead. The guitars are in tune every time. I don't have to. I don't have to go to a four year college for sixty thousand. No, you don't have to. Have to, to, to no. DJ. In in fact, yeah. you're if you go to college, it makes you worse at DJing. Yeah, that's true. It's somehow it somehow it's makes you worse. So so what kind of DJ sets are you doing over here, Holden? Okay, so last winter I'd finished up a bunch of touring. And I, I wanted to end the year and do a party in LA. So I threw a party, Delaware Gap and Friends party. And I had I had wanted to start DJing because as I'm getting more into the fashion space, there's just more opportunities to do it. Taking money out of my child's hands. <laughs> God damn it. No, I'm just kidding. I don't have any kids. <laughs> Jason's got two dogs to feed, Holden. Think about that next time. You I got two dogs gigs. and I don't have those cheekbones, you little bitch. 
<laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> and they like the expensive I know, food. right? Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Okay, so, no, I, I'm, I'm just fucking with you. I obviously... No, 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 of course. I'm only, I'm only saying that because I was recently um, released from my Fendi Casa. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so the wounds are still... Well, still, listen, still if and when you want to have... <laughs> A kind of moody, aloof, electric guitar indie guy project. Uh-huh. I'm here to help. Yeah, okay. welcome. <laughs> I'm gonna, He's welcoming you with open arms, Jason. It's a trade. I'm going to pay it trade. back. I'm going to pay it back. You know? so, that's, a ni- that's a nice way uh, to look I mean, at no, it. No, I remember dude, when you did I can, Yeah, I, I can get you, you like a, I can get you like a $20,000 360 deal with any indie label. <laughs> you name it. <laughs> let, me, let me be your man. I got a lot of friends I can call, man. After commissions and taxes, you'll probably have about enough left for... I'll have enough for a twelve egg omelet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you <laughs> yeah, go. yeah. Literally, literally. Yeah, maybe I'll I'll hire you as an accountant before we do that. Probably. Yeah, great. Yeah, he's an accountant slash manager, so he's kind of double dipping on the commissions. <laughs> Classic Holden. <laughs> I I remember when you did the that party, and you did one yeah. recently in New York too, though, didn't you? And yeah, we just did the same thing. We we did a pop up at the flower shop. Mm-hmm. and played a show there i saw it looked like a it looked like a real shit show oh dude, it was crazy yeah, i mean we set up the full band in the basement of the flower shop and did this open rsvp and we had like seven thousand people rsvp and <laughs> dylan you know they, they they called my manager and we're like dude we got to hire security and we got to tell the nypd you know there's going to be a riot which you know everyone was was rightfully very concerned i'm sitting over like this is gold you know this is great. yeah this is the like, best possible this is what outcome we want. for you yeah for <laughs> sure i'm hoping yeah. for a astro world kind of scenario right now you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> My words, not yours, not yours. Luckily, my fans are like the most kind, sensitive, thoughtful, respectful people. So, you know, we showed up at 3 p.m. and there was like a thousand people there around the block. And they were apologizing for waiting in line. They're so sweet. They all had had their books. You know, they were reading, you know, (laughs) they're reading like Rimbaud in line. I love it. They're they're sharing snacks. They're sharing like (laughs) adorable snacks they got from Korea last year. No, literally. Yeah. No, we could only fit 200 people in the venue. So. My manager was like, "Yo, why don't you go outside and play for you know the thousand people that are stuck outside?" So, I went outside to go play in the street, and once again, these kids were so polite they wouldn't step out of line. So they're all sort of watching from line. I was like, "No, guys, like come, <laughs> come over here, like trying to get people to mix a little bit." And we ended up, you know, getting a crew, and I played a few songs, and it's really special. It was a really beautiful moment. Was this like acoustic? Was this like acoustic guitar and you just kind of yelping? Yeah, it was acoustic guitar and yelping and. You know, they basically shut down this, you know, two whole blocks of traffic, which because I was thinking, I was hoping this was more like Beatles. You Beatles, know, it Apple. was it was less Beatles on the roof, and it was more Imagine Dragons at the WGA strike is kind of what. <laughs> yeah, the I mean, was. that's that's what I was. You know, when we were putting the event together, Imagine Dragons was the cover of the mood board. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what you were like. If we could do anything, it would be kind of this. So if we this could just, vibe, yeah. But the so, difference was the people on the sidewalk actually wanted to hear you. <laughs> Versus. They were happy to be there. Okay. They had waited in hopes to see you perform. They had, they had waited. But it was this beautiful New York moment, right? Because we shut down traffic and there was all these people honking and yelling like, get the fuck out of the street. Sure. And then when people realized what it was, people were getting out of their cars. And it's no water gap. Like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. Honking. <laughs> in were- New York. Yeah. No, but it was, it was great. So people were getting out of their cars and watching and you know, 
just people coming out on their fire escapes and then um, sure. oh that's great it sounds like a rob thomas featuring santana music video honestly <laughs> 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 it really does. The hot dog guy's like, they're all free. Yeah, no, it's exactly like that. Was that was also in the in the PDF yes. with Imagine Dragons. That was actually crazy. the you, second you slide, yeah. Images. But so then, so then after that, we went in and we played in the bar. We did a full set in the bar, and that was great. It was it was real sloppy, and then I, it was sort of a, a one two three, and then I DJed. Wow, a full. Yeah. Uh, uh, you get you get hold, triple dip. Hold in three ways, as they say. That's right, baby. <laughs> Hold in That's three. Right. All right, look, Holden. Thank you for joining us on How Long Gone. It was a pleasure. Um, are you are you doing the Tom Brown thing tonight? I am. I'll see you there. I just came back from my fitting. I can't. I, I can't go. I have another. Oh, you're not going. I have to go to this J Crew J Crew dinner. I really appreciate you thinking of me. You know, I was just telling someone whenever I get a one word text from Chris Black, the yo, I know something good's coming. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I, Yo. I just think that, you know, it, it, we're, we're helping each other. Don't look at it that way, but I'm glad you're doing it. I'm glad. What are you wearing? If you don't mind, because this will come out tomorrow after the party. So. I, I mean, it's, I go there and they're the sweetest people. You know, I, I, I was, I love going doing fittings there because they always, they're always very thoughtful about it. They, they have a spectrum. They have, these are the more classic Tom Brown looks. And then we're going to work our way towards the more avant Tom Brown. Looks. Yeah, for sure. And so, um, I've tried on a little bit of everything. I really wanted to go with the classic short, Yeah, but I tried on this amazing, um, sort of boxy suspender look Oh, with, um, with a cardigan under it. So it's, it's layered because, because I'm performing. So they said, you know, you want to have a layer so you can, of course, you can wear the jacket as you schmooze of and then you can take it off. Of throw course. On your guitar and smart. They think of every Kelly and Matt think of mm, everything over there. Mm. I tell you what, it's, unbe it's, it's yeah, unbelievable. They're super cool. And, you know, I, I did the skirt. I did the, I did the, the classic suit. So I thought it was time to, to go elsewhere. Yeah, I understand. Else. That's great. Well, look, break a leg and, um, thank you. Hopefully we can catch a show, uh, on this, on this. Yeah. Likewise. We, likewise. In the I'd same place. Yeah. If you're here, let us know. We'll see you soon. Yeah. It was so good to chat with you guys. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah. Pleasure. Thank you, Holden. Enjoy your party. Hope you get a little sleep tonight. Oh, I will. We'll talk to you later. Bye. 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 Bye.